welcome back to This Week in Marvel. I guess it's just welcome to This Week in Marvel. This is episode two. I am Marvel.com editorial director Ryan Panagos, also known as Agent M, joined by associate Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, who just held up two fingers to indicate this is episode two, but you can't see that, so just picture it in your mind. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a new podcast uh, noted by episode two. Um, we're covering all things Marvel, so it's news. It's comic book releases, digital comics releases, shows on TV, movie news, movie information, what's playing here, there, and everywhere. Pretty much everything going on this week in Marvel. Uh, and we would like to start off with print comics on sale this week. Um, what's the biggest release we have this week, Ben? Oh, Ryan, that, I mean, Agent M. That is like asking, uh, that is like asking to pick between children, of course. But we have, a, we have a number of big releases this week. I would have to say, though... Among the biggest would be Avenging Spider-Man number one uh, by Zeb Wells and featuring the return on art of Joe Madureira. Um, it was a big first issue. It's, it, it's basically the new, we won't, we won't call it Marvel team-up for the 21st century, but it's kind of Marvel team-up for the 21st century. The original Marvel team-up, of course, was Spider-Man teaming with different Marvel heroes. This is Spider-Man teaming with various Avengers and eventually other Marvel heroes. But in this, he's teaming with the Red Hulk. Uh, they're battling some familiar menaces. Um, the cool thing about this issue, one of the main cool things about this issue is it came, the print the print version came with a code that you could get a free digital download for the actual issue. So you can buy the print issue and then for free you can get the digital version. But just in general, it's a super fun issue. It's Spider-Man the way you want him to be with wisecracks. It's very clever. Uh, Zeb Wells is a funny dude. And then the action is huge, as you'd expect from Joe Mad. So it's really everything you want from these two great creators in one book. It's well worth checking out. Yeah. There was one really great moment I, I enjoyed. I mean, there's a bunch of great moments in the book. But there was one moment where Spider-Man needs a ride back yes. to Manhattan from where the Avengers were, were battling. Uh, some, some stuff was going on. And it was across the country. He needed a ride. And there's this little sequence where no one wants to give Spidey a ride back. And I thought that was hilarious. And, and just it was a pretty cool little moment. The way they select who has to give him one back is uh, is worth noting, and Captain America's uh, late to the party realization of what he has to do in order to not give him a ride. You read it for yourself; yeah. it's it's worth a read. Great issue, and uh, if you got the comic, make sure you redeem your code, um, even if you don't have uh, an Android or an iOS device. A way to read the digital comic yet? Just redeem it and and get your copy because maybe down the line you will. You want to make sure you you get your copy. So you go to marvel.com/redeem. There's a little code in the back of your copy of Avenging Spider-Man number one. Use that. Make sure you let us know which retailer you bought it from. You want to make sure your comic shop gets the credit it deserves for getting for giving you this issue. Um, so get it, download it, or just hold it off onto the side. Another big time release. This week was uh, Point One, which was a massive uh, one-shot with seven stories. Uh, it had a huge amount of creators, characters. It's basically the way we've been describing it. Is it's kind of the it's the guide to what the big stuff that's coming up in 2012. Yeah. So we had some some big stuff basically teasing stories in 2012. There was a a Nova story by Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis, kind of uh, hinting at new developments with a Nova you may or may not know. There was a look at uh, a big Ultron story coming up in Avengers by Brian Bendis and Brian Hitch. There was a framing sequence by Ed Brubaker uh, and I believe it was Javier 
Rodriguez or Javier Polito? Uh, Javier Polito. Javier Polito. Javier Rodriguez is, of course, the inker on, uh, I believe he's the colorist who we met the other week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I apologize. I got my Javier's confused, but they're go- both good, talented dudes. Anyways, Ed Brubaker and Javier Polito did a framing sequence uh, involving a watcher that's going to be very important. Matt Fraction and uh, Terry Dodson did a prologue to Defenders. David Lapham and Roberto Della Torre did a prologue to their upcoming Age of Apocalypse story. That was crazy. Yeah, that, that was, was just dark and awesome. It's pretty off the wall. Fred Van Lente and Salvador La Roca introduced a couple of cool new characters. I can't really do justice in a small summary. This is a massive issue, tons of stories, tons of cool art, tons of characters. Um, and if you want to get on the ground floor, what's coming up in 2012? Point one, number one, is really where it all starts. There's going to be major stories involving the Avengers, involving new characters, involving the Defenders, the Hulk, all sorts of huge stuff coming up. Um, it all it all starts there. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, awesome issue. Definitely check that out. It took me forever to read because it was just packed with content. Um, what else came out this week? Avengers Origins uh, Visions, number one, by Kyle Higgins and Marco... Man, I always butcher Marco's last name, and I've, well, I've you know what he actually, had, he actually didn't draw this. He didn't. Uh, he, he did the he did, he did the cover again. We're gonna um, we're gonna punch our intern Jaunty. Uh, that's his nickname, uh, John Tancredi. Yeah. Uh, he's done a great job for us this semester, but he is uh, giving us this information. Actually, I haven't read this issue. It's still in my pile. So Avengers Origin Vision. Uh, it was co-written by Kyle Higgins and Alex Siegel, and it was drawn, I believe, by I don't want to screw up the first name by Stefan Pear. Pare or Pear. It's P-A-R-E. It's a Pare. It's a gorgeous. It's a gorgeous issue retelling the origin of the vision. The art is really something, and uh, it's 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 a very cool modern interpretation of the vision's origin story. Marco Djurjevic did do a fabulous cover for it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, also, Battle Scars number one, huge oh, yeah. book for us. Ben, talk about that. Battle Scars number one introduces Marcus Johnson, a brand new character to the Marvel Universe who is going to be hugely important and the mystery of who exactly he is and why he's so important is going to play out in this limited series. Um, It is written by the triumvirate of Cullen Bunn, Matt Fraction, and Chris Yost, although Chris Yost is the lead writer on this one and it's penciled by Scott Eaton. it's a book that it's going to involve a lot of intrigue. It's going to involve a lot of guest stars and villains. Just in the first issue alone, Captain America and the Taskmaster are both in there. But it's, it's a very cool mystery story, but it's also got war stuff. It's also got superhero stuff. It's a, it's a neat blend of a lot of different genres that uh, don't, don't pass it up. It's a, it's a pretty cool standalone story that also ties into some bigger stuff. Yeah, fans often ask us, do we get comics spoiled for us? And, you know, how does that affect the way we read comics? And, yeah, this Battle Scars was was spoiled for both Ben and I a while ago, just so we had an idea of where the story was going, so I know what's going to happen. But the story is so good and so exciting that I'm, I'm just digging it regardless, even though I know pretty much the entirety of the story. Yeah, I think the cool thing is, even though I, like Ryan said, I know where... Uh I know where Battle Scars is going. I found myself really liking just getting to know Marcus Johnson because up until now he was just a name on a page uh, of an outline that I read, and now getting to see Chris Yost and the rest actually bring him to life, that's that's the real treat. Totally. That's very cool. Uh, also, Black Panther, The Most Dangerous Man Alive, number 525. Yep. Such a good book. Very, very good book, and uh, very just 
consistently good book. Uh, this was the this this issue started off a new arc with Black Panther versus the Kingpin, um, it's, or rather, it's building to Black Panther versus the Kingpin. It's called the Kingpin of Wakanda, and uh, this particular issue, uh, which is written as always by David Liss and art by Sean Martinbro, um, had Black Panther going up against Lady Bullseye and another villain who I don't want to give away, uh, who shows mm. up at the end. Um, but it's cool. It's, it's, it's one, of the, one of the things I love about Black Panther and David Liss's Black Panther is getting to see him pull out all the tricks he uses to you know combat uh, opponents who maybe have, have more powers than him and stuff like this. And this is definitely an issue in an arc where we're getting to see him use all his resources. It's totally. Cool. Um, what about that Fear Itself book? Fear Itself, number 7.2. Fear Itself is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week was another kind of epilogue to the main book. It was focusing, we, we focused last week on Captain America. This week focuses on Thor, uh, who actually perished in the final issue of Fear Itself proper. Uh, but Matt Fraction and Adam Kubert showed that his story is far from over. Uh, they kind of set up a new status quo for Asgard and for its residents, its residents, and uh, <laughs> and what and you see what happens to Odin. Uh, you see something's going on with Loki, and you see that Thor's story, even though he is gone, is not quite over. I don't want to say anymore. You should go and get Fear itself, number seven point two. Yeah, and then once you read Fear itself, seven point two, make sure you check out the Mighty Thor. Thor, Mighty. Thor, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hesitant. You'll, you'll see. We'll you'll see. We, we try not. To, we don't want to spoil too much for you guys because we put this podcast out pretty soon after when the books uh, hit shelves. And we know, as comic readers ourselves, we know you don't always get a chance to read all your books Wednesday. Uh, so we want to make sure that you know maybe if you you're listening to this because you haven't missed, you haven't gotten all the books, or you want to check out new books, or you just like to hear our voices, whatever it is. Uh, we try not to spoil too much for you. But if you've seen ads throughout uh, Marvel Comics last few weeks, you know what we're saying when we say Mighty Thor might not be an accurate name for the book. Yeah. Uh, and Fear Itself number 7.2 is where that begins. Exactly. Uh, Ghost Rider number 5 was a standalone issue uh, by Rob Williams and uh, Lee Garbet. Lee Garbet. Lee Garbet, focusing on the new Ghost Rider. And um, we also had a double shot, as it were, of John Carter this week. Oh, yeah. Because you had John Carter, Prince, A Princess of Mars, issue number four, by Roger Langridge and Filippo uh, Andrade. I know you love that book. So I, I genuinely... Felipe Andrade, I apologize. Felipe, yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, and then John Carter, The World, World of Mars, of Mars. Uh, by Peter David. And, and Interiors by Luke Ross. Yeah. Uh, beautiful book. That is a prologue to the upcoming movie. That's also really cool. The, the John Carter property I knew nothing about. And both these books are really cool. Uh, Princess of Mars is really kind of a getting to know the character of John Carter, throwing him right in and adapting one of the early works. Whereas World of Mars is introducing you to some of the other characters involved in the movie and in the stories. Yeah. Both whether you're going to be seeing the movie or whether you just want to meet a new character or if you're familiar with the John Carter mythology, check it out. These, these are both books that function on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Earlier this year, I got to check out some John Carter uh, movie stuff. I went out to Pixar where they did some of the work on the movie. Um, Andrew Stanton, who's the director, comes from Pixar. Um, and I saw uh, how influential um, comics and storytelling and everything was into the filmmakers who are making this new movie. 
um, how influential the original John Carter books were into comics and, and sort of the genre fiction and everything. And then now it's all kind of, everything's coming sort of full circle with this new movie, with these great comics. So I, I'm super psyched. I think this stuff is really a lot of fun and a lot better than you would think a, a just an adaptation or um, yeah. some, some tie-in properties really would be, uh, which speaks a lot to how well we're working with the folks at Disney on these books yep. and the great creators we have on these um, genuinely really do like these books. Yeah. Journey into Mystery, number 631. Journey into Mystery is one of my consistently favorite books because it's so oh, yeah. darn clever. Uh, Kieran Gillen is one of the smartest writers out there, and his Loki is just a friggin' lovable character. He's Rapscallion. The, he's a Rapscallion. He's the most lovable god of uh, evil and mischief yep. you'll ever encounter. But uh, this... Issue 631, which the art was actually by Wills Portasio, so that was a treat. So great. Um, is the first, since Journey into Mystery's inception, this is something I talked to Kieran at uh, New York Comic Con about, it's, it's been a Fear Itself tie-in, literally, since it started. This is the first issue where it was not a Fear Itself tie-in, so it kind of wraps up some of the loose ends. Uh, Loki has to deal with some of the main deals he made during Fear Itself, but it also sets up what's going to be happening with the book now that it is kind of on its own and Loki is... Off to his own adventure. It ties in with some of that Thor stuff, but it also just, I love the extended cast of Journey into Mystery, whether it's Volstagg, Mephisto, and the last panel of this issue uh, is bonkers. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I just love the cast that has been built around um, Loki and the rest of the crew. You've got Tyr, and you've got he- uh, Hela. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Hela's. Leia. Leia, yeah. who's her, like, handmaiden or whatever. It's an anagram for Hela. What? Is what's is what's going on there? Like I call the bird. Yeah. Oh my god! I call is an anagram for Loki, but Leia is an anagram for Hela. It's very, it's very, you know. Wah wah wah! It's it's just it's it's a really terrific book. Um, and I know being on Tumblr and Twitter and and talking to a lot of fans who love Loki, this is the book that. If you don't love Loki, it'll make you love Loki. If you love Loki, you're going to really love Loki once you read this book. So just Journey into Mystery is terrific. I'm going to go right out and say that Magneto, Not a Hero number one, is my sleeper pick of the week. Say what? Do not sleep on Magneto, Not a Hero number one. I was talking about this on Twitter when I read it over the weekend. I was actually talking with Scotty Young, who you may know as an Eisner Award-winning artist, but he wrote this book going back and forth with him saying how much I freaking love this first issue. Uh, it's a story basically that opens with Magneto, who is now one of the X-Men, who's one of the good guys. Um, as we sit next to the X-Men office, we can actually hear them cackling. Cackling. Jordan like White's mustache yeah. is making a lot of noise. You can hear them through the walls. But yeah, this starts out with Magneto uh, basically being caught on film, um, attacking an anti-mutant rally in a very violent fashion. It brings Captain America and Iron Man into the mix. Cyclops gets involved. Uh, it escalates from there, but basically, the end of the book is the last thing I expected, and yep. the way they get there is super fun. Scotty has the most amazing grasp of Magneto I've seen in a while, and that's saying something because there's some great writers who've worked on Magneto even the past few years. But his Magneto is just this great mix of confidence, smarminess, righteousness. A little bit of wickedness. It, it, it's a sex great, appeal. Sex appeal. Twisted steel. It's a great mix. <laughs> and uh, Clayman's art is awesome. Uh, there's there's one shot yeah. of Magneto's boot 
which oh, yeah right yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like it just speaks to to clay's sense of uh, of just way to to design costumes yeah. and fashion sense and i looked at it and went oh man that boot is awesome and i thought I just geeked out over a an boot. awesomely drawn boot, but I did. But you'll feel that way. Yeah. Seriously. So, writing, art, character, surprises. Magneto Not a Hero, number one, uh, is, is a book that I think is flying a little under the radar, but it is the total package, and I'm going to say that is a book you do not want to sleep on. That is, if you get one book this week, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be buying every book we're listing. But uh, definitely make sure Magneto Not a Hero, number one, is towards the top of your list. Totally. Uh, what else? New Avengers number 18. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that's uh, crazy. I, I'm a big mark for New Avengers. I just love these stories, these characters. Bendis has been building this whole thing for 9,000 issues or however long he's been on, on New Avengers. Um, but this was... he. Some of the stuff that's been building throughout various stories and with Norman Osborn coming to fruition, and he's building his Dark Avengers again. Right. And the team... Where it puts it together, I was like, "Oh, that is just awesome!" It's and it's you, gross. It's not who you'd expect. Yeah. It's uh, as cool as the original Dark Avengers are. The new Dark Avengers are really neat because it's a mix of established and newer characters and roles you wouldn't expect. Yeah. And like Diodato's art on this, uh, for a guy who's you know been doing what he does since the '90s. Constantly stepping up his game. Diodato is the best he's ever been. Yeah, I, and he's he's really good, but he is just at the top of his game. There are some shots of somebody in the Savage Land fighting dinosaurs. I don't want to say who that somebody is because they're it's one me. of it's me. It's Agent M in the in the Savage Agent Land. M in the Savage Land before he gets recruited for the Dark Avengers, uh, fighting dinosaurs is just sick. Like put it in a museum quality artwork. It's Museums gorgeous. have really nice artwork. It's not yeah. really sick. It's really nice. I know, but this, then you're off the rails. This this this, this belongs this belongs in a you know more like a natural history museum. Totally does. It looks like a dinosaur just came to life. Yeah, it's really great. And there's Good issue. there's Hammer and there's all these other evil organizations. It all kind of comes to, and right. it's just like, oh wow, the Avengers are screwed. You yep. you really get a sense of of like this is a team who's been put together to cause some havoc, and it's really cool. It's it's. It's going to be fun. And if you read the Osborne Limited series, uh, you will like this issue. That's all I'll say. Yeah, totally. Um, ben, tell us a little bit about Northanger Abbey. Man, I'm excited about Northanger Abbey. Uh, it's another one of our uh, adaptations of classic literature. Uh, it's by Nancy Butler, who did Pride and Prejudice. It's penciled by Janet Lee. I love Janet Lee. If you guys haven't checked uh, checked out our friend's book, uh, Return of the Dapper Men, Jim McCann, and art by Janet Lee. It's, um, it's very unique. Very unique, and she does some really great stuff. Right. It's a Jane Austen book, right? Maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, it's it's Northanger Abbey. Uh, it has a cool name. Totally. Great careers Anger involved. Anger is all north. Great careers involved. It could, it could be North An- Northanger Abbey. Could be wrong. I guess so. I believe it has something to do with Downton Abbey, which won a bunch of Emmy awards. So I mean, why not? Maybe why not check it out? No, it's it's actually a gorgeous book. book. You really should check it out. Give Uh, it a look. I I really, I just, I think Janice doing some amazing. Yeah, don't let our lack of culture uh, scare you away. Yeah, we're just a bunch of schmoes. Yeah. Um, Punisher Max number nineteen. The sad part is here we don't get to see some of the Max books until way afterwards. But uh, Jason, I've seen a bunch of stuff that Jason has done on the book, and he's just. It's like you let some dude who looks like a murderer, like Jason Aaron does, sweetest guy in the world. Hope he doesn't listen to this. But 
this book is bananas. It is the book, like, if you just saw a dude with a giant beard and big menacing, you would think, oh, yeah, he writes that book. But he's so friendly. He's so nice. So, so easygoing. This book is where he puts all his crazy stuff. <laughs> all the crazy stuff. All the crazy. Uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number four. The story of Miles Morales continues. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Drawn incredibly by Sarah Pacelli. Uh This is still continuing the origin of Miles Morales. But this is cool because it actually intersects with his first appearance back in Ultimate Fallout, where he fought the Ultimate Kangaroo, uh, <laughs> one of our favorite villains. Oh, yeah. Um, that happens, like, in between pages of this issue. I want to pause for a second. Go. Has there been an Ultimate Unicorn? <sighs> I, I want to say yes, but... Our, our knowledge is not yeah. encyclopedic as, as much as we'd love it to be. You or... know what? If you're, if you're out there listening to this and you know that there's an Ultimate Unicorn... Why don't we make that kind of a challenge for this week to, to yeah. tweet us at Marvel, at Agent underscore M, at Ben J. Morse with the hashtag This Week in Marvel and let us know if there is an ultimate unicorn out and, there. And if not, let's let's see what we can do about let's getting uh, Bendis or um, Hickman or uh, Nick, somebody, Nick, to, Spencer? Nick Spencer, to put <laughs> ultimate unicorn into that universe. Because... Yeah. Uh, Unicorn is amazing. All right, continue. Yes. So, anyways, this uh, shows you how Miles Morales got in costume, how he went out and fought the Ultimate Kangaroo, but it also uh, places him in a very surprising place, uh, a couple of very surprising places in recent Ultimate Comics history, important places that you may not have known he was there the first time around. Mm -hmm. He interacts with some very important characters, including Gwen Stacy. So it's kind of a, it's almost, it's almost like Bendis. Forrest gumped his own work, put Miles Morales back into some uh, some cool situations, but it uh, gives you even more reason for what he's doing and why he's such an awesome character. Again, Miles Morales is another character who, you know, we knew about him for months, we knew the name, we knew kind of what we read on the page, but as you get to know him, you just really, really start to like this kid and uh, want to read more about him. I read this issue while my wife was fixing dinner. And we're sitting there. I had helped her, and I was sitting down. I wanted to read the issue because it was at the top of my pile, and it bummed me out. It was so good, but it bummed me out because it's it comes at at, at basically it, it happens during that death of Spider Man yeah. point where I just it, it's it's a very emotional point because you're so attached to this character and the interactions that happen within and around Miles Morales and the other characters there and, and re seeing. Uh, the death of of Spider-Man of Peter Parker from in Sarah Pacelli's art is just all of it came together. It was like, man, that's so good, but bum me out. Yeah. I hate you, Brian Bendis. I don't know why the way you said fixing me dinner made me laugh. Just, <laughs> just say fixing me, fixing us dinner. You said, you said as my wife was fixing me dinner. Hey, hey we're gonna have some dinner. Uh, what else? Uh, Uncanny X Force number seventeen. Oh man, the Dark Angel saga needs is to on, go on forever. It, yeah, I was actually gonna say exactly that. It's on part seven, but it's like I, I, I'm actually kind of sad that it, it has to come to an end. This is actually the second to last yeah. uh, chapter. It's it's eight parts long. Rick Remender, Jerome Jerome Pena, one of the best books anywhere on yeah. Arctic. I'll put Uncanny X Force against anything. Um, this issue, we've got. The cavalry come. The cavalry shows up, yeah. and it's a surprising cavalry. Yeah. Uh, basically, Wolverine, Deadpool, 
basically just Wolverine and Deadpool because <laughs> Phantom X pieced out. Boom. Psylocke is being turned. turned. In, yeah, she turned. Uh, she turned over to Archangel's side. So basically, what was that? Uh, that armor was like the old like Jim the lady, lady Mandarin. Lady Mandarin armor. Yeah. Oh, so good. So it's basically Wolverine and Deadpool, and they're both beat to hell. Oh. Uh, it's them against Archangel, Dark Beast. Uh, uh, genocide, genocide, all the rest genocide, of the horsemen, all the horsemen, uh, Iceman from Age of Apocalypse, yeah, horrible jerk Iceman, Man. yeah, horrible, horrible jerk Iceman, and basically it's just Wolverine, Deadpool, and it's one of those, it's, it's almost like it's, it's like it's like the moment at the end of end of the Rocky movie, man, it's like they're getting beat to crap, <laughs> and then over the horizon, you know, Eye of the Tiger starts playing, and the last <laughs> people you expect to show up show up. And it's super cool, and the art is great, and Archangel is such a jerk. Oh. Uh, there's a really cool flashback. That, that flashback, I was going to say, that that was so awesome. There, there, Yeah, there's a couple flashbacks. Was it a flashback, or was it sort of a manufactured memory? Because it was, well, there are uh, multiple. there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot of layers of flashbacks to different points in Archangel's life uh, to kind of flesh out what's going on here. But yeah, as Brian said, it's kind of messes with your mind a little because you're not sure what's going on, but it's such a good book. Man. Yeah. You really got you really to pick up the whole Dark Angel saga to uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Thing. Meanwhile, over in Wolverine, issue number 18 by Jason Aaron and Ron Garney, uh, as I've had it described to me, Wolverine just wants his money back. Uh, <laughs> he left some money. That's how they describe it around the X office. Yeah. That's what this, this story is informally called. Uh, Wolverine's back in Chinatown because he's about to head to Westchester uh, to set up his school, and he needs some cash, and he stashed some cash in Chinatown. He got back to Chinatown, and they picked, they, they kind of, everyone in Chinatown remembered that he's basically supposed to be, like, the leader of organized crime in San Francisco's Chinatown. He's supposed to be keeping all that under wraps. He hasn't really been doing it. So he, uh, basically him and his Chinatown allies and Gorilla Man oh. and Fat Cobra shows oh, it's up. Oh, such a great team up. And they fight the Jade Claw from Agents of yep. Atlas um, and Giant Dragons. Giant and Dragons. it's basically, there's a bunch of stuff going on and everyone has their own reasons for doing everything. And it's actually a lot of fun, uh, which is, if you read the first... 16 issues of Wolverine by Jason Aaron <laughs> was not so much fun. It's really it depressing. depressing. And this is like the antithesis it's of good. this. Don't oh, yeah, it's, it's good. Don't get us wrong. It's good and it's brutal. It brings you it's down, It's great, man. violent, crazy yeah. comics, but it's it's a bummer, man. But this is the antithesis. This is fun because it's like Fat Cobra has his reasons for doing a thing. Gorilla Man has his reasons for doing a thing. These poor people from Chinatown just want their Zay to be free. And Wolverine just wants his money, honey. <laughs> I, Wolverine is the straight man with these two crazy That's crazy awesome. dudes hanging out. And they're just yelling. And then you have the, his, his like Wolverine sidekicks, his mentor, and the kid who looks up to it. There's yeah. so much stuff going on. I love this issue. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's a super issue. And finally, good. last but not least, X-Men Legacy... Number 258, the long-awaited conclusion to Five Miles South of the Universe by Mike Carey and Steve Kurth. It is the big wrap-up to the story up in outer space where Rogue and her team have gone to rescue Havoc, Polaris, and Marvel Girl. Uh, it's basically their final their final bid to save themselves from, a, I think it's like a, a sun it's collapsing into a black hole. Yeah, this crazy dude with it's his weird, good. ugly face and yep. psychic powers. Friendless. And friendless. Oh, name. That was a great villain. Great villain. Hopefully, I haven't seen the last of him. Yeah. Read this issue and see. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it brings that to a close and tees up Mike Carey's final issues on X Men Legacy and heading into uh, the schism where we know that Rogue ends up on Wolverine's side, but this is going to show you 
how she gets there, where some of the other members of the cast end up, uh, what happens to Gambit, which I know has you holding your breath. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Frenzy, Magneto, all those guys. So, conclusion, to Five Miles South of the Universe, get ready for the next phase of X-Men Legacy. And that is the print comics on sale this week. Uh, but we also have a bunch of collections on sale this week. Uh, Avengers Forever, new printing. Well, I think Ben and I both would agree it's one of our favorite Avengers yes. books. Su- such an amazing story. Um, Kurt Busiek and Carlos Pacheco, just uh, so much going on. There's 80 billion Avengers teams. And I was I haven't read it in like maybe six, seven, eight years or something like that. I was flipping through it uh, last week, and there's a part where you get to the Agents of Atlas characters. And I was like, wait, Agents of Atlas characters, yeah. but they're actually the Avengers because it, it's based off a What If story, which mm-hmm. is what originated a lot of this stuff. And I, just remembering that, so now I just put that on my, my yeah. shelf to reread because it's so good. If you've never read Avengers before, Avengers Forever is kind of the perfect love letter to start out with because it's going to throw you in way over your head. Yeah. Uh, but by the end of it, you'll have a working knowledge to go and read other Avengers stuff and you'll want to go read other Avengers stuff. Yeah, really, really great. Uh, Essential Nick Fury, uh, yeah. Essential Sergeant Fury Volume 1 collection, uh, some great classic Fury comics. Yeah, John Cerulli was very excited about this. He was showing it to me oh, last yeah. week. Old War Stories. Oh, yeah. He's, he loves. He loves war. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four by John Byrne Omnibus. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of comics in there. You did a little project where we might touch on some of yeah, that Yeah, it, it was actually interesting. Uh, we, we have a video project coming up very soon uh, in relation to Fantastic Four number 600 where we spoke to Tom Brevoort, um, who's been, as he noted to me uh, in this video, has now been, he is coming up on the record for the longest serving editor on Fantastic Four. It's nice. within the year he will reach it. Um, but we spoke to him about every different era of the Fantastic Four. We spoke to him about the John Byrne era. And it was very interesting what he had to say because this is actually when he was a kid reading it. Um, so it's very interesting to hear Tom's thoughts on that, both as a professional and a fan. And that's going to be coming to Marvel.com in the very near future. Yep. Uh, also out this week, Incredible Hulks. Uh, issues 626 to 630 yeah. are in the trade paperback. Heart of the Monster. Heart of the Monster. It's the end of Greg Pak's run. Mm-hmm. Uh, great comics. Like lots of big monsters and big fights and cool stuff in there. Uh, New X-Men Volume 7, Planet X. Uh, the the mid-sized graphic novel version of the Grant Morrison era of New X-Men, which is right. some of my favorite comics. Yeah. Really love that stuff. stuff. Uh, some great art by Phil Jimenez in there too, right? Mark yes. Silvestri as well? Or is that in the next volume? Planet X is Phil Jimenez, and then Here Comes Tomorrow, which will be the final arc, right. which should be coming out soon in volume eight. That is Mark Silvestri. Yep. Um, Oz, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, now in trade paperback format, which by Eric Schenauer and Scotty Young is just... Just amazing, amazing comics. Really great to give to someone who doesn't read comics or someone who does read comics. It's just the really fun comics, um, and especially if you're into the um, the Oz, the Wizard of Oz movies or the actual novels or whatever it is. Really fun stuff. We got Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, which is collecting the Fred Van Lente, Wellington Alves miniseries from earlier this year. Uh, that was spun out of Shadowland with the new Power Man teaming with the. It's not the old Iron Fist, but Danny Rand Iron the Fist. The old Iron Fist. Uh, it was a lot of fun, very funny. Uh, some good art on that one. Good dynamic between those two characters. More Punisher Max, which we talked about that already. Just really cool comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Max, so it's not for kiddies, but um, if, if you dig comics, if you like you know, the stuff that Jason Aaron does on Scalped or Garth Ennis has done over many years, I mean, this is right up your alley. 
And then the Amazing Spider-Man trade that came out this week. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a storyline featuring Spider-Man: The Avengers against the new Spider Slayer, who was targeting J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, this is from the the Big Time uh, arc that kicked off Dan Slott's run. It has great art by Stefano Caselli. Uh, has a new look for the Scorpion. Um, a lot of cool guest stars, a lot of cool villains, and Spider-Man yet again with some innovative ways to stop the Spider Slayers. This is actually uh, from a major development in terms of his powers that only recently uh, was touched upon again, happened. Does this have the issue that almost made me cry? Or is that not yet? I can't keep track of the issues that make you cry. Yeah, it's good stuff. Dan Slott makes good comics. Um, So those are the collections out this week. Um, But in addition to the print comics and the collections, there are day and date digital comics available for you who have um, iOS and Android devices and the Marvel app. So, available in print as well as digital this week, Avenging Spider-Man number one. Obviously, you get your free download when you buy the print issue. Uh, Battle Scars number one. No? Well, Battle Scars number one is good. Yeah. I was trying to signal to you the next one is not good. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll skip that one. That is not that our uh, intern, Jaunty. So, for those of you keeping track at home, that's two mistakes. Two strikes, two strikes against Jaunty. There's actually been a lot more, but I've been covering them up as we yeah, go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, John Carter, The World of Mars, number two. Uh, point one, available on uh, Day and Date Digital. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, number four. And Wolverine, number 18. Uh, the list of Day and Date Digital co- comics will continue to grow. We're actually going to touch on that in a little bit. But... Um, what else is available on the app this week? Ben, start us off. I'm glad you asked, Ryan. We have uh, issues 82 through 84 of Dark Wolverine, which was the series starring Dokken that led into his current Dokken series. We have some of the original Exiles stuff. Uh, this is classic, written by Judd Winnick, art by Mike McCone and Jim Calafiore. Some of my favorite stuff. I, I'm going to say there. I was out of comics for a little mm. bit towards around 2000 yeah, or so. Yeah, same. And this... Exiles and um, New X Men, New X Men, and a couple other books just got me kickstarted right yeah. back into comics. Exiles was among the first things I read when I came back. It was yeah. very, very good. It's yeah. fantastic. This has issues five through eleven, which were some of the best ones. Yeah, uh, it has it's stuff where they're doing the stuff with the Shi'ar. Uh, I want to say it goes into the storyline with the Scrolls, which is like my favorite Exiles. Oh, that's story ever. so oh. But I'm not sure. Hopefully, really, it's great all comics. really good stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a very recent Fantastic Four issues, 583 for 588, and then also uh, the most recent Guardians of the Galaxy issue, suh, um, with 13 through 18. <laughs> Galaxy, <laughs> suh. Issues, uh, uh, 13 through 18 by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning with Guardians of the Galaxy team, who we miss very much. Yeah, that, that book was so great. Yeah. Um, now that they're available digitally, I hope you guys check those out. Uh, Shadowland 1 through 5, Andy Diggle and uh, Billy Tan, mm-hmm. was that? Yep. Uh Good miniseries, put Daredevil in a dark, dark place. Uh, definitely check that out. Thor 611 through 614. I Was this... That's Karen Gillan stuff. Karen Gillan yep. stuff, yep. Dougie Braithwaite and oh, Richard yeah. Nelson. Some cool dark stuff in yep. there, too. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 504 through 507. That was uh, right when they had moved to San Francisco. Uh, some stuff with Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, Terry Dodson, Greg Land, basically getting set up on what would eventually become Utopia, but wasn't Utopia yet. Right. Um, Venom, 6 through 10. This is a, what is this, Daniel, Daniel Way and Scotty Daniel Young? Uh, Scotty, Scotty Young. did some of the art. I can't remember if he did these issues in particular. It's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy really cool. Uh, it, was, it was fun. I, you know, it was 
a time where we were doing a lot more experimentation uh, with some books. I think, what was the name of the line that this came out of? Tsunami. Yeah. We didn't even rehearse that. Yeah. If you, yeah, there's, there's another Twitter challenge for you. If you can name all the books that came out of Tsunami. But they're going to Google it. They're just going to be like, Google, 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 Google. I challenge you to be honest and name, name the books off the top of your head that came out of the Tsunami line. If you Google, we'll know. Yeah. We'll, we'll know. Uh, Wolverine Origins 37 through 40. More Daniel Way. More Daniel Way. Yeah. And that are, those are the digital comics that are on the app this week. Awesome. Uh, well, there are collections available on the app this week. Right. So you can get uh, Astonishing X-Men Volume 2, Dangerous, uh, which was great. And, you know, it's uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah. First and, appearance uh, of Danger, who is now in Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. Major player. Major player. Uh, Captain America, Red Menace, Ed Brubaker, uh, more amazing Cap comics mm-hmm. with Bucky. Uh, Marvels, which is one of the greatest yeah. graphic novels, stories, Ever. comics in all of comics. Uh, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross, you yep. just you, you got to get up in that if you've never you, read if it. If you ever heard of Alex Ross, this is where he started out. This is where he drew his first superhero stuff. It's the story of the Marvel Universe in the Golden and Silver Age from the uh, point of view of the average man. It's a lot of us will name this as like you know top three of our stories of all time. Marvels is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Thor by JMS Volume Two. Uh, can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember what's in Volume Two, but mm-hmm. Thor, the the Thor run by JMS and uh, a lot of it by Olivier Coipel, really great comics. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys will dig them if you pick Some up. Some of the that collection. was also drawn by your friend Marco Djurjevic. Yes, Marco. His, yeah, his yeah name, actually number name. seven, which I think is in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose name you can't pronounce? I'm sorry, Marco. Yeah. Uh, Marco Ultimate. What? Trichichevic. That was pretty good. Yeah. I think that was it. But I always want to say a different way. My yeah. brain and my mouth just don't work right. I know. I sit next to you. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate X-Men Volume 2, Return to Weapon X. Is some, uh, this was actually, you were talking about how you got the back into comics mm-hmm. with Exiles. I think Ultimate X-Men was the book I got back into comics with. Mm. Um, and this was specifically the arc that really hooked me. Uh, it's... The X-Men, the ultimate X-Men, basically Wolverine, who has just been introduced to the team, um, is trying to figure out his past. And while he's out trying to figure out his past, his past comes for the X-Men in the form of Weapon X, who is this awesome team of, like, scary mutants. Uh, It's like Nightcrawler and Rogue and Juggernaut and all these other characters who you know but you don't really know. They just come and wreck the (laughs) X-Men, and it's up to Wolverine and the Brotherhood to go and save them. Uh, it's by Mark Miller and Adam Kubert. It's super cool. It was totally what hooked me back into comics. Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, all right, so those are the everything that's available on the app. Now, in addition to what's available on the app on iOS and Android, you have Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Every day we release some new comics to uh, the collection there. So this week, let's see, we've got uh, Captain America 612, Captain America Forever Allies number four, the first issue of FF. Uh, the current series, which is terrific, Spider-Man from the uh, Spider-Woman, I should say, from the '70s, uh, the tenth issue of that, Supervillain Team-Up from uh, 19, the '70s series, number yeah. 14. That is amazing that we are we are able to get that deep into the Marvel vault yeah. to bring you Supervillain Team-Up, which. Years ago, I was like, oh, my God, villains teaming up. I need to collect these. So I have the whole run in, in printed comics. But it's cool to be able to reread them again. Yeah. We also released Ant-Man and the Wasp, number two. Uh, the most recent volume of Avengers, number seven. Avengers Academy, number six. Uh, Avengers the Infinity Gauntlet, which was the all-age book that we put out last year. Uh, issue number four of that. And also from the original 1988, 1988 volume of Wolverine, issue number 119. 
Um, on top of that, we have X War, uh, Chaos War number three. Uh, if you guys were listening last week, we had a bunch of Chaos War books, so you can sort of week by week get your Chaos War fill through Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Uh, Dokken Dark Wolverine number three. Daredevil number 512. Deadpool Team Up number 887, which I think today would, uh, that might be free, because I remember seeing somebody, uh, I think writer Rob Williams posted that on his Twitter that uh, cool. it was a free reading today. We did that on Marvel. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, X-Men to Serve and Protect number one. Uh, want to note, X-Men to Serve and Protect is one of the series that we do. There's sort of anthology books by a bunch of different creators. Uh, we've, we do these sort of every once in a while. The X-Men Serve and Protect books are really terrific. Uh, I highly recommend you read each of those issues because there's always a bunch of cool stories by newish creators. Maybe you haven't seen before or, you know, seen their work or maybe some characters that you you forgot about. Or There's a lot of cool stuff going on in, uh, to serve and protect. We also got Astonishing Thor number one by Rob Roddy and uh, Mike Choi. Chaos War Thor number one, that one shot again with Chaos War. Uh, two issues of the most recent Thor series, number 616 and 617. And I mentioned earlier we had Wolverine, the original volume number 119. We also have number 120. Boom. So you can read the whole... Uh, the whole, the whole shebang. Now, once again, talking about digging deep into the back catalog, we are starting to give you the Quasar series. That's from, right. From the 80s and 90s on Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Right. So Quasar number one, uh, which came out in 1989, you can you can read on Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited with your subscription. Uh, Strange Tales 2, all, all three, three issues. issues. All three issues yeah. available to read at any time. What a deal. Seriously, Strange Tales 2 is so good, you guys. Yeah. Ah, there's so many good comics and stories in that book. Oh, man. And then uh, from the 70s, Warlock. Some really trippy Warlock comics came out. Uh, Starlin and company were that just... is That is quite a Friday. That's a fantastic Friday. Quasar, Strange Tales, Warlock. Yeah, so... That is uh, a dynamic Those lineup. are... Those are slated to be re- those last five slated, slated to be released uh, Friday the eleventh. So um, s- things are subject to change without uh, notice or our information. So hopefully you'll get that. And I totally got information about what's on TV this week from Mark Strom, our uh, my so my assistant editor out in the West Coast. Uh, but I left it in the printer. So uh, there's new episode of Swing It X Men Anime. Um, I don't remember what was in the preview of that one. I'm sorry, Strami. I think it's you know what I remember from uh, putting a preview together yesterday uh, that Armor is heavily involved Ooh. in this episode. So it's 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 a bit of a focus on Armor. That's least, awesome. For at least from the minute of the video I posted. <laughs> Um, and Iron Man Armored Adventures, which is on Monday at 8 p.m. on Nicktoons, that's, uh, that has Awesome Android in it, which would be pretty cool. Uh, Superhero Squad is available is on every morning, 7 a.m. on Cartoon Network. Um, there's, you know, millions of different characters in that series, it seems like. You know, every issue has some really great cameos and guest spots, so um, definitely check that out. Uh, we're gonna tr- we're trying to figure out how to get Strami in on this podcast because he is our gateway into all things that are going on with movies and TV and even some video games and some other stuff. Uh, he's out in our LA office, and um, we're gonna find a way to get him on here, and hopefully he won't sound like garbly, garbly garbage as opposed to normal. He sounds delightful normally. I will hear nothing else. Um, let's look at some of the news that happened since uh, last episode of yep. This Week in Marvel. 
Uh, well, first of all, we wrapped up our Defenders Spotlight uh, looking at the Silver Surfer. So basically, if, if, if you're not ready for the Defenders uh, series coming out in December by Matt Fraction and Terry Dodson, go back and check out all our Defenders Spotlights. We had a lot of sneak previews. Um, Uncanny X-Men number two, Wolverine number 19, featuring Gorilla Man and Fat Cobra. Uh, we had Daredevil number six with Daredevil versus New Villain the Bruiser. Carnage USA number one and Incredible Hulk number three which is the final issue of the first arc by Jason Aaron and Mark Silvestri. And then just today we put up a preview of Captain America number six, which is the first issue with art by Alan Davis. But we had some really cool news on the uh, digital comics front, Ryan. Yeah, um, we announced that uh, by April of 2012, all, almost all Marvel comics will be available same day, print and digital so a book that you want that comes out you can either get it in print or get it in digital and this is being you know rolled out um over the next couple months it's not all at once it's uh, you know you'll, you'll see more and more every week uh come to the the same date digital and print offerings um when, when i say nearly all of it uh some of the max books and some of the licensed books uh third party stuff just may not be available it's, there's just certain deals or things that don't allow those books to go on to the app. But, you know, you want your X-Men, your Spider-Man, your Avengers, your um, Hulk, whatever it is, your, your big superhero books, get them digital, get them print, just get comics, read comics. Um, so that's one piece of digital news. Uh, another piece, which uh, was announced on Monday, our Marvel graphic novels will be available on the Barnes & Noble Nook tablet. Uh, I was at an event on uh, Union Square in New York City, on Monday, uh, where Barnes & Noble did a big presentation. They had some delicious food, which I tweeted about a lot. Uh, they had this great presentation where they showed this new, they, they announced the new Nook tablet. It's seven inches, it's got all the Wi-Fi's and the hard drive space and, and the fancy HD video and uh, really, it, really nice. I was actually, I went down, I saw one, I played with it a little bit to check out uh, our comics on there and they look gorgeous. Someone on Twitter actually asked, hey, is that too small for me to read comics on? And it certainly is not. If you guys check out any of our digest size books or even the new X-Men collections that we're doing right now or the Runaways collections that we've done recently, they're bigger than digest size. It's about that size. Um, so there's tons of room. And the colors and everything on the tablet, so vivid, so vivid. Um, you're going to dig that stuff. So the Nook tablet, which uh, is $249, that's available next week. Um, that's going to have Marvel. The, the Barnes & Noble says it has the largest collection of Marvel graphic novels uh, available digitally. So if you want your Marvel fix that way, go for it. Um, what else? We also launched our uh, Google Plus page. Google Plus. So if you are a member of Google Plus, you can now come hang out with us. At yeah. Marvel. Um, cool features, and whatnot. I would. Unfortunately, there's no simple URL for us to give you. It says you know Google Plus slash whatever. Um, just tweet us or search on the Google yeah. Plus. We have an official Google Plus page. It's Marvel, but. The URL is just a bunch of numbers. That is the structure that Google has put together. You can also go to Marvel.com, and sure. in most spots right now, we have a story up about the Google Plus page, so you can just go from the link directly to there. But, you know, you'll 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 be able to find us. We're prominent. Uh, 
we will not be bashful. So if you go to Google+, Plus, you'll be able to find the Marvel page pretty easily. Yeah, and we're trying to make sure that we give you, as a user, different um, different content you would get there versus what you would get on Marvel's Facebook page or Marvel's um, Twitter page or whatever the case may be. So we're, we're, we're trying to find out what works best for you guys there. So sound off, um, plus us, and comment on some of our posts. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you want out of our Google Plus content. Uh, we should also note before we leave the news section, in addition to uh, a couple of other, a couple other quick items, uh, we, we spoke with Peter David yesterday uh, for our Tuesday Q&A. We're recording this on Wednesday. We spoke with him yesterday about Dark Tower, X-Factor, John Carter, and we also put Carnage uh, into the psych ward, which of course is our weekly column where uh, Tim Stevens, a licensed psychologist, uh, analyzes our Marvel characters. We did Carnage this week. But before we leave this section, let's let you know that you can vote for the 2012 People's Choice Awards, and you can vote for Marvel as uh, Captain America, the First Avenger, Thor, and X-Men First Class are all up for multiple awards. Uh, the show is going to air January 11, 2012 on CBS, so go to the People's Choice website. Uh, I did it yesterday. It's easy. It's fun. There's a ton of cool categories, uh, but you know, make sure you make sure you vote for Cap, Thor, the X-Men, and all your other favorites, but do that in the next couple days. Let's 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 rock the vote. Let's get Marvel up on that stage. Speaking of rocking the vote, the Mashable Awards uh, are out right now. Mashable is a blog about technology and social media and and all that good stuff that uh, our own Jana O'Shea is helping us push out there. So we uh, we're trying to get some votes for Marvel as the favorite brand. And there's a bunch of categories. It's really easy. You just link your Twitter and you vote and um, hopefully we'll, we'll see Marvel get up high on their voting. Um, one more thing that will probably be up by the time you guys are listening to this. Hopefully uh, we have a little bit of information on uh, Alan Silvestri as the um, he does the music for the Avengers film. So that's something really great to look forward to. He's really great. Uh, hopefully that'll be up. Strami, that's on you if it's yep. not. Yep. You can tweet at Stromy with all your complaints about uh, cool movie uh, and TV news that we talk about that you can't find on our site. It's because Stromy dropped the ball. Yeah. So you can tweet Stromy with hashtag drop the ball. Drop the ball. Uh, speaking of Twitter, hashtags and all that good stuff, last week we asked you, and we're going to do this every week, to uh, tweet us questions you'd like us to answer, comments, different things that we can address on the show. Uh, so using the This Week in Marvel hashtag uh, from Phil Jimenez NYC. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Um, hmm, seems like he would know stuff. Uh, his question is so geeky. Does Roulette of the Hellions become the new Scarlet Witch? And I think you, you said that question out loud and I said, what? Before right. the show. Right. I mean, you know, Phil Jimenez NYC, who I presume is someone named Phil Jimenez who lives in New York City. Yeah, may uh, work in wants, comics. Wants to know if Roulette of the Aliens become the new Scarlet Witch. Well, Phil, um, first of all, shame on you for not reading Avengers The Children's Crusade yeah. by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Yeah. Because you would know that we don't need a new Scarlet Witch because the original Scarlet Witch is currently active. She's back. That's an awesome book. You should be checking that out. Uh, it's got great art, which I believe you know a thing or two about. Um, but thing or also, two. Roulette of the Hellions, uh, I don't even, you know, I I believe she has been dead for years. Real nice, Phil. Uh, Real yeah, nice. So that's, that's just a, it's, it's not much class there. But hey, hey, keep we, we appreciate you listening, Phil Jimenez, NYC, and 
you know, keep those cards and letters coming. Yeah. Uh, from Twitter, Jackoru. I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah, it's Jackoru. I think it's Jackoru. Okay, we'll go with that. Sure. Uh, says, what are the five best graphic novels to read? Now, before we get into anything, I want to say I have a little problem with, oh, this is the best this, this is the best that. Impossible. Everything is subjective. Yes. You know, what's best to me is not best to Ben. My opinion is always going to be more right than his. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So what I, I would... Something I've accepted. I would address this as our five favorite graphic novels to yes. read. Um, and even going into that, that like that is so hard to say. So off the top of my head, I would suggest Infinity Gauntlet, um, which is a great, great book. Um, let's see, New X-Men... Um, any of the volumes, you could just start with Volume 1, Frank Whiteley and Grant Morrison. Really great stuff. Uh, recently, we just had uh, Spider-Man Torment came out. I think it might even be out this week. I don't know why it, it was It is out this week, yeah. Should have been on the list. We saw it in the halls last week. Should have been on the list. Yeah, that's uh, Jaunty. Strength 3. He's out. Yep. So Spider-Man Torment, which for me it was a, a great era. Uh, Executioner Song, mm-hmm. um, a big just, X-Men crossover. Just re-released that in hardcover. Yep. <laughs> Uh, those are a couple off the top of my head. Ben, what about the top of your head? Uh, I mean, earlier this show, we talked about two that I really like, which would be Marvel's, yep. uh, which is a seminal classic, Avengers Forever, mm-hmm. which is a great one. If you're looking to get into some of the real classics, uh, our Essentials line is a great place to start. And one of the books I really enjoy through the Essentials is X-Men. Yep. You can read the entire Chris Claremont Uncanny yeah. X-Men run, which is basically, you know, one of one of the most successful and influential runs of all time. Yeah, you can get Days of Future Past. Get Days of Future Past, Phoenix Saga, all of that, and it's it's cheap and affordable in the essential. I love those big phone books. Yep. Uh, also, I've been reading lately a lot of the Marvel Masterworks, and you can't really go wrong with anything reprinting the original Stanley Jack Kirby Fantastic Four, yeah. um, the original Stanley and Steve Ditko Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That stuff's pretty classic. Um and you know a lot of the stuff you mentioned too. I love Infinity Gauntlet and uh, a lot, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, X Men, X Men, God Loves, Man Kills is yeah, terrific. A uh, there's a Hulk: The End Ooh, collection, which uh, has uh, yeah. Future Imperfect and Hulk: The End. That's really good. I'm gonna say Marvel Visionaries Thor, Walt Simonson. Oof, yeah, that's classic. And speaking of what you just said, Marvel Visionaries Peter David, Peter, the Hulk. Yep, that's classic. Um, we're not even getting into Daredevil stuff. Oh man, Born Again. Uh, Born again, the, or the the beginning of the Bendis Malieve run, and then right. on. Yep. I mean, there, there's a lot of great comics. We go on there. and on, but those are those are some of our favorites. Yeah, let it, let us know, Jack Jack Oru. Jack Oru. Jack Oru. Let us know what you read and what you think of them. Make sure you hashtag yeah. this week in Marvel. Um, Warriors three P cast wants to know where is Omega Red. I first of all hope there's actually a Warriors three podcast out there, and I'm now going to look into this. I hope it's a podcast entirely devoted to Warriors three. Uh, as to where is Omega Red, I believe Omega Red was last seen in the pages of first in Uncanny X Men, um, just after Messiah Complex when Wolverine, Nightcrawler, and Colossus went to Russia. Yep. Um, and of course he was there because he lives in Russia. And then in Wolverine Origins, Wolverine Origins yeah. uh, Daniel Way brought him back. He was kind of got caught in the middle between Romulus and Wolverine. So I believe that was his last spot. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was last seen fighting Wolverine and Romulus in Wolverine Origins. That was a couple years ago. Omega Red, I think, is due for a comeback. You know, I, I'm going to float out there. I'd like to see Omega Red outside of the X-Men books because I think we often see him in the X-Men books. I'd love to see him. You know, fight the Avengers. Totally. Fight Daredevil. Yeah. For go, some reason. Go tell someone. Uh, Dr. Fab has... His question is a little bit of a spoiler, 
mm. if you've read if you've not read but you know fear itself has been out for a yeah while. fear itself number it's seven fair um in fear itself i guess number six uh five or six cap shield gets destroyed right it just it gets shattered um and in seven it gets put together iron man gets put basically puts it together by using asgardian yeah. has uh, his dwarf buddies help out yeah his dwarf buddies who curse a lot in asgardian a lot uh, a, a lot so he fixes it up for sort of like new. It's still a little... Uh, it's got some dents. Yeah. Because he wants to give it character. But uh, Tony says it's going to be stronger and better. Yeah. So the question from Dr. Fab is, does the new Uru shield come back to the hurler mystically like Mjolnir does for Thor? Well, I don't think it's definitively stated that they used Uru to rebuild it. Right. Um, it's possible. Which would be kind of cool. So I think that's that's kind of a wait and see, Doctor Fab. We got to first of all see if there's Uru in the shield, and then and then see if it works the same. Because Mjolnir, even though you know it's it's made of Uru and stuff, it also has certain special enchantments just for Thor. Yeah. So you know we'll see. Yep. Time will tell. Uh, Los Starkio says any updates to the Mockingbird TV series that was announced at San Diego Comic Con? Nope, there are no updates. Next question is. That was easy. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, Let's see. We're not going to answer that one. Not that one. And then from Amazing Junior eighty seven. Any update concerning Lego Marvel toys in twenty twelve? Um, as you may or may not know, we struck a deal with Lego at San Diego Comic Con. We had J. Scott Campbell actually drawing a face on a Hulk toy, uh, a Lego figure. So we're going to be doing stuff with Lego in twenty twelve, um, or just in the future. So stay tuned for that. We don't really have any updates. That stuff is still in development, and when the announcements are ripe and we're going to get it out there, um, we'll let you know. Final question, which just came in a little while ago, from Cole Eisenhower. Will Deadpool stay dead? Um, One, these kinds of questions are so weird to me because we're not going to spoil comics for you guys. Deadpool's not even dead yet. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we know he's going to die because there's a storyline coming up called... Dead yeah. in Deadpool. I mean, we basically said Deadpool's gonna die. Sure. But, you know, we're not gonna say what's gonna happen from there. Just read the comics. Yeah. Don't get spoiled. Why do you want to get spoiled on Kicks it? Kicks off in Deadpool number 50, I can tell you that much. Boom. For free. Lots of comics. Yep. Uh, so that was This Week in Marvel, episode two. Make sure you tweet us, agent underscore M, Marvel, Ben J. Morse, uh, hashtag This Week in Marvel. We're gonna have, we're gonna search the whole hashtag and see uh, you know, what comes up, what we'll address next episode. If you guys listen, let us know what you think. We heard a lot of great responses from fans uh, all across social media, actually. Um, seems like you guys are digging it. I know some someone wanted previews of future stuff, but we don't really have a lot of time to do previews, uh, in addition to covering everything that came out this week. So um, We'll try to think of ways to work it in. Yeah. But, uh, for the time being, you know, any suggestions, we always take them to heart. So please let us know what you think we could be doing better. And, of course, what we're already doing awesome because we like to hear that. Yeah, it's always, it's always kind of fun. Um, so thank you guys very much for listening. And this is Marvel, your universe.